The Money Show. Consumer Ninja. Well, it's a Wednesday night, which means our consumer ninja, Wendy Nola, is ripe and ready to take us through issues that interest you from a consumer perspective. And every year, the banking ombud, Wendy, the, the, publishes a whole report on complaints in the banking sector. The banking sector, now, just to summarize very quickly, if you've got a complaint with your bank, you go to your branch, you, uh, you file a complaint, and if it gets resolved, the banking ombud never gets to hear about it. That's banking right. ombud is like the place of last resort. These these are only serious cases that go to the ombud. On average, it seems to be sort of 50-50 year on year, uh, which cases get resolved in favor of the customer and the bank. Um, no, actually, with all the financial services ombuds, Bruce, um, it tends to be um, far more in favor of the bank or the insurer than, than the consumer. The explanation given for that is that it is an international thing with, all, with uh, their counterparts across the world is that um, the complaint handling divisions sort of on first getting the complaint from the ombuds tend to try and stop it from becoming an, a formally opened case. So they will um, settle a lot at that stage. Only if they don't, the more sticky cases get to go, get open for full assessments by the adjudicators. And that's why you have, um, it's actually this year, it's um, 70-something percent in favour of the banks and uh, 20 whatever, 72 cases in favour of the banks and the remainder in favour of um, the consumer. Um, what was particularly significant, now this was 2020's annual report, right? 2020 was the Ombuds Office 20th anniversary and they thought the year was going to be about celebrating that and of course it became about COVID. Um, but they had an advantage in that they were quite forward-thinking with their employment practices and already the adjudicators were working on a rotor system two days from home. So they had all the technology they needed at home to spend those two days working from home. So they just very easily adapted to working five days from home in the beginning of hard lockdown in March, in March, and then they scaled it back. But they're still working at many companies several days uh, a week at home. Anyway, so that made them um, very productive. So they opened um, something like, um, oh gosh, quite a bit um, more cases in 2020 than they did 19% more cases in, in, in 2020 than they did the previous year, which is quite good. But interestingly, the converse happened. Their stats in terms of turnaround time, how many days they took to, from opening to closing the case, um, went up, it was 67 days, just over two months, and that was because the banks' responses were delayed, responses to their communications around their clients' complaints, um, because they <laughs> they took a while to settle into the new ways of working. And that's a little interesting 2020 story there. But for me, the biggest takeout, Bruce, was looking at the number of cases that were open for each bank in 2020 as compared with 2019 and 2018, and particularly between 2019 and 2020, because there was a rather dramatic worrying spark in the number of cases opened in the case of F&B as well as Capitec. So they had a lot of clients that they upset and annoyed last year. Um, so, for example, uh, in 2019, there were 1,707 F&B cases. 2020, 2,197. Sure. Capitec also about, you know, almost doubled. 1,259. 
uh, up from 760 yeah. the year before. I so, mean, uh, one wonders what the reasons were, and possibly COVID-related. The fact is that, you know, different uh, institutions responded differently to the lockdowns and the crisis. Possibly. Um, a lot of it is, is, mm. is actually the way complaints were dealt with. Ah. So in other words, speaking, having to tell your story six times and getting a different person each time, um, not having sufficiently trained people to deal with disputes and that sort of thing. So that's a big part of what leads the person actually to to take the complaint to the owner because they just aren't getting anywhere with their bank. Um, something that I see apps has put out a release, they've got a lot to go about because um, their numbers dramatically dropped uh, from 2019. So they had uh, 1,493 Okay, I mean, the, the, the absolute numbers, uh, Wendy, matter less than anything else. Just the trends are well, interesting. So Capitec and FNB spiking. The apps are pulling back very significantly. So far, few, yeah. far fewer yeah. complaints than in previous years. I was once on a panel discussion. I wasn't invited back. Um, and Ruda Lundman was chairing it. Um, and I was on the panel as a guest. And I thought the panel was getting a bit dull. So I turned to the then banking ombud, knowing the answer to the question. And said to him, so which bank last year had the most complaints? And he looked at me as if I had just said something terrible about his mother uh, and then went, well, APSA. And we're in a room with like 5,000 APSA managers. And there was this hiss and this boo. And And I looked at the audience and I said, well, I happen to know the answer to that question. Uh, You knew the answer to that question. You just don't like the answer to the question. Can you fix it, please? And I'm delighted that they seem to be doing so. They did. Um, what they did mainly, they've sort of accredited this to, you know, the help they gave with um, COVID and whatever. But really what it is, is, and they say this, they, I used to get so many complaints about, uh, from people who'd been, after clients who'd been defrauded and the bank just didn't want to know their story, as many still continue not to. Although sometimes because of 50% and you'll go away, you know. But um, AFSA introduced this, um, they call it the, um, digital fraud warranty. Um, when I heard about this, I thought, mm, I don't know how this is going to work. It's going to cost the bank far too much. But they, my complaints just about the city fraud ones just dried up because they pay. They've just built it into their business model. And uh, you can see it in the numbers um, because most complaints to this banking ombuds office are fraud-related, sadly, in all categories. And um, so that's really interesting to see it coming out in the numbers. Um and the other two banks going in opposite direction. It must be said that the, all the other big banks did have slightly more cases opened in 2020s than they did the year before, but not as dramatic as FNB and Capitec. So I would imagine, and well, I certainly one would hope that they'd be looking very uh, hard and long at their processes and the training of their people to try and get those numbers um, back down to what they were previously. How important is the overall size of the bank in terms of retail customers? The two biggest retail custom banks, of course, are Capitec. They sign up 150, 160,000 new customers every single month. You would expect them, with over 15 million customers, to have a higher number of complaints. And FNB also went on a massive customer acquisition drive a couple of years ago. Again, you'd expect them to have a higher number of absolute complaints relative because they've got more customers. Absolutely. So that's why I was looking at the difference in their particular complaint year on year rather than comparing them just straight on numbers with other banks because that's obviously important. But the the trend in number of cases from one particular bank to this complaint to this office does tell a story. Um, 
and, and clearly FNB and Capitec aren't going to be issuing any press releases about that as ABSA has has seen fit to do because their numbers look good. So it's it's it's, it's um, is comparing apples and apples in the sense that it's looking okay. at how each bank is performing now. Um, one other thing, if we've got time, and I just think it's worth mentioning, is that the the I love that when the the ombuds officers include case studies in their in their report because they really do tell the stories better than the numbers. The, the OBS put 15 case studies in their report, and many of them were so interesting to me because the work that I do come out of the, the, the was cases where the, the ombud ruled and came down in favour of the of the complainant, not the bank, because the bank failed to, to properly um, advise their customer about a very real threat. So that's a huge uh, flag for the banks that they really need to communicate these things properly because if it goes to the ombud and the ombud finds out you didn't do out by your customer in terms of communication, they are going to be paying out. Good news. Thank you very much, Wendy Nola, our consumer ninja, on a Wednesday night here on The Money Show.